What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Got the whole crew here tonight. Uh, Chief, what's going on with you? Oh, everything is good. Just uh, just enjoying the night. Gunner, how about you, man? Everything's all good, man. Enjoying the holiday cheer. Jace, what's up with you? I'm good, man. Just getting ready for the hol- uh, Christmas. Uh, trying to finish up some wrapping and get get those last-minute gifts in. You can also go to LylesMovieFile.com for all your Amazon needs, just in case you didn't know that. Nice job. Javon King, what's up with you, man? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks, Jeff. Everybody, merry, happy, all of your holidays covered under one very vague and uh, very neutral holiday salutation. So good evening, greetings, and let's go. All right, so the big film coming out this weekend uh, with no Star Wars film in December for the first time in three years, all the studios decided this was the year they were going to stack the Christmas weekend. Uh, We've got Mary Poppins coming out. We've got uh, the second week of Into the Spider-Verse. There is a ton of stuff coming out. Let's talk about Bumblebee real, real, real quickly. None of you guys were all that excited about this movie. Why, after seeing the commercials and the trailers showing actual Generation 1 looks of the Transformers, were you guys not excited about this one? Um, I really mean, show... fatigue. Oh, okay. Fatigue and Michael Bay. Yeah. It was eight movies, right? Like, why am I excited about a new one? I hear this one's great. I saw this reviews. I hear it from everybody, including non-Transformers fans and old-school Transformers. And the cause are cute, is what I hear also very often. So, wonderful. I'm still not watching it. You know why? Because they don't deserve my money after the first, what was it, six? Five? I think it's actually six. Is it may really have like 20, but yeah, it's six. Man, like, didn't you all stop after, like, let's say, when Megan, Megan Good jumped off, you jumped off. No, I watched the very next one because that was a really cool G.I. Yeah. Joe movie and a Transformers movie, but right. I didn't watch any of the other ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, it's like, I, after watching the first one, we saw, oh, that looks like Optimus Prime. I can't make out anybody else beside Bumblebee. He was in deaf mute for some reason, which really didn't seem like it was cool. So it's like, wait, y'all want to perpetrate that again? I don't want to spend money on it. But then when you saw kind of, Oh, like I kind of can make out Starscream. That is Shockwave. That's Optimus Prime. Like, oh, I can make out the Decepticons. It gave you actually a little more like you, you were more. I was more intrigued. Like, okay, this could be good. And then seeing some of the footage, it's like, okay, I, I probably can go see this movie. Uh, I don't. I, I won't even wait for some reviews. I'm like, I, if I can find time this weekend. I might go see that movie. I only got one question. Why did it take them, what, five, five, six movies, Jeff? Michael Bay. <sighs> okay, Michael Bay right. just wanted to blow up Shiznit. I mean, that's really <laughs> that what he Always does. But why did it take them this long to figure it out? I guess because the movies made money. Yep. And maybe the last one didn't make enough money. I guess they figured, okay, if we throw Marky Wahlberg in this turd, we're actually gonna, you know, <laughs> clear some gate, you know. <laughs> but wasn't I guess he, that didn't he work. In two of them? Was he in two of them? Yes, he was in two. Yeah, he was in two. Yeah, of that's them. telling me how much of it. It's like, but the fact is, like, if you lost any 
core Transformer member when you said you were basically making a movie where Optimus Prime is a bad guy. You're like, okay, you're done. I, I definitely don't need to see that, Derek. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, and Javon, then, you know, don't your, forget. Javon, to your point, the first Transformers made $319 million, and the immediate sequels afterwards made 402 and 352 the last film made a whopping 130 million so yeah they were like whoa mark Wahlberg is not making this uh, uh he's not changing the course of his franchise the last the most recent two were the lowest grossing in the five mm-hmm. films so this is actually the this one bumblebee's actually the six yeah, they probably didn't make up cost on those two but they made out like 200 thinking. million those things are expensive. I mean, I mean, Michael Bay explosions are expensive. Uh, you're right. Last night, the last film had a budget of 217, so it's 130. Definitely didn't help. And Age of Extinction, Age of Extinction, had a gross of 245 and a production budget of 210. So barely. Now that's just domestically, so it made money. Well, they were just awful movies. I mean, yeah. the main problem with them in yeah, the main problem with them was just they focus way too much on the humans. And to me, I can see literally any other movie and see people reacting weirdly to crazy things. I can watch a sci-fi movie and watch people react to robots. The heart and soul of a Transformers movie is not how humans react to these skyscraper tall robots. It's robots. And they don't understand that that. You know, it's weird because I watch what Marvel Studios and it's like I use that example because Marvel Studios understands what they're doing. They don't go they don't tell a Captain America movie from the perspective of Sam Wilson. They don't tell it from Peggy Carter. They tell it from Steve Rogers perspective. He's the hero. He's the focus of our movie. Can you imagine what Iron Man would have been like if they focused on Happy Hogan? That's the Transformer movies. They focus on everything except for what you you actually want to see, what you're paying your movie ticket to see in the theater. Um, yeah. What was the part? What was the to, to encapsulate that? What was the plot of the first Transformer movie? Transformers land on Earth and they align with Shia LaBeouf's character, who helps them defeat the Decepticons. Now that's a problem. Because humans should not be the determining factor in an Autobots versus Decepticons war or fight. I mean, they should just try not yeah, to get stepped on. Yeah, we're just there. We have no impact on that. Yeah. We're the observers. We're not the focal point. Now, well, I don't know how many. Uh, a movie, okay, I was just going to say, a movie without uh, the focus on Iron Man would be Iron Man 3. that's a great point that's why it's my least favorite of all the Marvel Studio films gosh I hated that movie yeah so it's uh, I don't know how many Chief may know because he's deep in the comic books even though he fakes like he's not Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross did this really cool uh, four issue series called Marvels and that took the idea of focusing on all these major events in the history of Marvel comics and tell them from the perspective of a photographer who worked at the Daily Bugle. And that was cool because he captured all the 
all the majesty and grandeur of these larger-than-life heroes through the eyes of this photographer. So it was really well done. And I think if they did a Transformers film that kept the Transformers distant, you know, like, hey, we're going to focus on a human, but we're going to really make the Transformers look cool, that could work. But the problem with these films is they always focus on the human to the detriment of the Transformers. Now, Bumblebee does not entirely avoid that uh, trend for the Transformer films. But what it does much better is gives you a reason to care about the human because I cannot watch another movie with Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg. Um, he does the same thing in every performance. And I didn't need to see, you know, and in most of his films, he's got to be the focal point and I don't need to see a Transformers film featuring Mark Wahlberg. Um, Shia LaBeouf was a goofy comedic character in these Transformer films. And he was this geeky nerdy guy who was playing out Michael Bay's uh, fantasy of hooking up with the hottest women ever. Uh, and that just made no sense. And the movies didn't even bother me trying to explain it. And um, but this time we got Haley Seinfeld and she is a teenager and the movie set in 1987. So it's got that, old school Transformers feel. Bumblebee's part of uh, an Autobot evacuation of Cybertron. He's a scout sent to keep the planet safe from the Decepticons until the other Autobots arrive. So that's the basic premise. And the first act of the film is amazing because we actually get a Cybertron fight where Autobots you can make out like Ratchet, Wheeljack, RC, Brawn, Sideswipe. You can actually see, hey, that's who those guys are. And in the fight, so it's like, oh, that's cool. And you see Soundwave, Shockwave, uh, Jets, maybe Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp, um, and even some of uh, Soundwave's cassettes. You see them in action, and it's such a cool scene. And I'm like, man, why don't they just make this the entire movie? I would... I would say this is one of the best movies ever. It didn't even need a plot if they just did a whole movie like that. But apparently we're just never going to get a Transformers film that actually just focuses on the Transformers. And um, so Bumblebee crash lands. He he uh, loses his voice and he befriends this girl who's pretty much a social outcast. And they kind of help each other get to this next stage of their life or whatever. Wait, and, Jeff. Yeah. I'm sorry, real quick. He loses his voice? Will he get strapped? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, they, if you want me to spoil it, it's uh, a he gets into a fight with a Decepticon and rips it out. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, so they, they at least give a reason for it. I think my biggest issue with this film was that they tried to link up the uh, continuity with the Michael Bay films. This is so much better that it just needed to be a standalone this is our soft reboot of this of the turds that Michael Bay created. So we're going to fix it. And this is the first part of it. So, um, like, don't it was, do, the problem is, don't they do these soft reboots and then they try and make it like the other stuff happen? Like, this is our, I mean, this is my problem with Days of Future Past. It's like, I mean, X-Men First Class. It was like, y'all had to reboot. And then you decided to actually, oh, we're going to, you know, throw it back to this garbage. Like, just admit those films didn't work. You can make more movies if you don't act like the original ones happened. Like, look at that. Yeah, wipe them from memory. We don't need to, you to pick up or try to even pick up on Bayes. We need an apology beforehand. Like, 
as the opening scenes are going, like we're sorry for what you saw from 2008 to now. We're going to try to make up for it. Please just bear with us, folks. Dave did by just like, you know, how he built your storm. Like that was wonderful. I was like, I, I accept your apology. I needed that. When she got stabbed and thrown off the cliff, I was like, we're sorry, fans. Now we can restart. And no, they they I don't say they screwed it up. They totally screwed it up. It's like, okay, I get that part. I'm just like, mm, there's no, this, which, you know, but here's the thing. If they did try to redo it and just kind of erase all the, each sequel, they'll end up being like Highlander then, which Highlander basically was every sequel was a sequel to the first one. So Highlander 2, sequel to the first one. Highlander 3, sequel to the first one. Highlander 4, sequel to the first one. Then they did, you know, Endgame. And then that was definitely a better him? sequel than the first one. <laughs> I mean, I hate to well, say this, I like... don't, but I'm just saying it didn't work either. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, I mean, they had, they had too many trying to reboot of the reboots. It's like, two made no sense based on Highlander. Uh, made the zero. rest of the series... Made, I mean, we don't honestly, even want to talk none about of the series made sense until yeah. you actually got to Endgame, but right. whatever. <laughs> I mean, hey, and we had a TV up, show, it worked up. out. And then, yeah, then they screwed it up with the source. It was like, well, the Transformers. Yeah, no. Bumblebee. No. So Bumblebee <laughs> is thing. pretty good. I feel like it's, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be like, eh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought it was good. I wanted to see more Transformers, but I think the way they set the film up made sense in the context of how um, it played out. The one kind of tricky thing I had with it was there's a part in the movie where I'm kind of thinking, I feel like this movie is written by a woman. And the reason I thought that is because the guys kept being made to look stupid. And I feel like that's something I notice more and more. Because I'm like, I don't think a guy would have written a guy to be this dumb. So Haley Steinfeld's character is named Charlie. And her next door neighbor has a super crush on her. And he's kind of oblivious because he's crushing so hard. And everything he does is directed because he's crushing on her. But he's kind of a goofy guy and a nerd. Kind of like Shia LeBeau. And in this film, it's kind of, she's empowered to be like, I don't have to be into you and I don't need you. I can be a hero without a guy. And I thought it was weird in the sense that if they were friends, it would have been the exact same deal. And he could have been the cool friend, but they felt like the movie kind of made this guy look stupid because he was into her for reasons we never really get into. Like he's never talked to her before the movie starts up. So it's not like he understands her as a person. He just, I guess, assumes or thinks he's, she's cute, but they never really developed that. And he just is constantly made to look like a goof because he likes her. And it's that same kind of principle that kind of seems to be this weird dynamic where he's a nice guy and she kind of brushes him off. And you can imagine that she's going to get with a, uh, jerk and then the guy who's a nice guy is going to be a jerk later and then it's going to be like why is such a nice guy become a jerk and this is why mm. yeah so it was, just, it was really weird is to it me. a black dude like, uh, black Latino dude. guy so ah uh, um, yes there you, you know, go they do it to the minorities screen, know that right they do they I know and I've noticed that it's like I feel like if this guy I'm was the 
Yeah, I feel like he was the normal romantic lead guy. That wouldn't have played out that way. But because he was kind of geeky, because he wasn't somebody I would think would be with her in the first place, I was like, yeah, that's not cool. And I don't know why that yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. Maybe as a minority. I think I know I why. It was well, it's, well it's a trope, man. We, and it's we a trope. It's a silly. They, they do that all the time with the black character or the or the Hispanic character or, you know, anybody that's darker than the main lead woman. Now, here's the thing. Like, I was going to stop you because I'm like, well, if a woman wrote it, they're definitely writing it from their point of view. Just like we've been writing things from our point of view. And, no you know, we get a lot of patriarchal stuff. And no, it's true. Um, and not saying all the time, but it happens, right? So, you know, I could see how a woman writing this, would, that would be the trope for them because it's like, well, there's a lot of goofy dudes that are always hitting on them, considering, let's think about that. So, you know what I mean? Out of all the ones that they choose, like, think about it. There's that. So, but in the movies or on TV, whenever, in, especially when white women write this stuff, and I'm calling them out especially when white women write this stuff, is always the goofy dude, but the goofy dude always has to be a minority. And if anybody wants to prove me wrong, go down the list of TV shows and any time where the main character isn't a romantic lead or the main male character isn't a romantic lead, I guarantee he's a minority. The end. Okay. Or again. Was the, I guess I want to just make sure, was the movie written by a woman? Yes, I looked it up. I mean, it was, okay, it, yeah, it, it, it was I mean, one of those deals where it, it reached the point where it was like, okay, it's really obvious now that who the writer of this movie is a woman. Like, the stepdad is really goofy. He tries too hard, and he tells her, hey, you'd be a lot happier if you smile. And I guess that's something that women hear a lot. And, okay, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. But the problem was there was no guy who was just cool. And not not to say like a movie has to have a cool guy, but I mean just a regular guy. I mean every dude was written in a weird way, like they were over the top in one way or the other. Like the popular guy, everybody was obnoxious. Let me finish. The cool guy at school was super obnoxious. Uh, John Cena's character was super gung ho military man, and it was just nobody was like a regular dude. Okay, the well, woman me... complaining about regular stuff that we see though. I'm. I'm... Hey, I'll throw that out there. The listeners. But I would say that a lot of times, even when, so like in the Transformer films that Michael Bay was responsible for, yeah, the women were ridiculously scantily clued, but uh, Megan Fox's character wasn't an airhead. She was actually smart. Uh, she knew how to fix uh, cars much better than Shia LaBeouf's character. So it's like, yeah, okay, she's hot, but it wasn't like her character was she's hot. Uh, I don't. Rosie Whittington Huntington, I believe, was the lead, the female lead in the third film. She worked in the office. It wasn't that hey, she's a sexy blonde who's there. And I feel like in some films, yeah, it is just the the female lead is eye candy, and that's her entire purpose. But uh, I kind of feel like, you know, in 2018, it's, it shouldn't be now it's our turn to write you guys the way you guys have been writing us. Like, I feel like if you look at a movie like Black Panther, and one thing that was so great about it was Ryan Coogler and his screenwriters didn't go, cool, let's make a movie that just trashes white people for how bad 
they then to us in films. It was like, whatever, we're just going to do our thing and we're not going to make, uh, uh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Martin. Martin. We're not going to make him a goofball and he's not going to be stupid and silly. No, dude. No, come on. I mean, no. He, he's he like would, a normal person would be. He's like, normal. What the hell is this? Exactly. Like, I mean, he's not like a clown, and they don't make him do stupid stuff just to be the comic relief. Yeah, they say stuff like colonizer, but I mean, he gets to shoot down planes. He's not just a bumbling goof hiding and like, oh no, please help me. I mean, he's not like that. Uh, but here's no, the thing: in a, he really in America, got one of the best part in it. I mean, like, hey, he had right. to shoot down that's a plane exactly. that that's saves everybody. Point. Right, because you can't have a movie. I just think it's a false equivalent, only because you can't have a movie with all black characters in the United States of America and not have one black white person like being a signature role in the movie. Black Panther was probably the as far fringe as you're going to get. You know what I mean? But think about it. Like you had a movie about Miles Davis written, you know, basically based off a book written by his son, right? And 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 the main lead character was the the plot was centered around and and you know Don Cheadle mentioned that he was like dude I wanted to make this movie Hollywood said I have to do this well, so, so I mean you, you mentioned that's, that's the most, I just think that was a false equivalent that's all I was like Whoa. I was gonna say you also mentioned the the Bruce Lee movie Birth of a Dragon oh I was gonna yeah. mention it on something else but yeah it, I was gonna mention that for some some other okay, reason yeah. but yeah <laughs> but no 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 I mean that's true too Birth of a Dragon look at that crap like the whole is centered around the white dude student who may or may not have existed in real life. Like, right. Like, it was just like, come on. Hey, so that's why I was like, no, nah, I don't know. I don't think you can do the white, black woman, men thing and make that a false equivalent. Well, 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 here's, I, here's, I guess here's the problem is if your, your take, your take is what every, most people will see that first couple of days, Jeff, it's not going to make that much money either. And then you're going to, and then they're going to be like, well, see, the problem is we've focused too much on the transformers in the beginning. They won't get the right lesson. It's like, Hey, just make it so everybody's confident and not a boo and nobody's trash. I'm like, Hey, actually you can make it. So everybody looks heroic or villainous, like certain other movies that we're going to talk about, but like, you can make it like, Hey, here's a good, here's bad. You can make it an example of like, Hey, you can be heroic. You don't have to be, Every minority doesn't have to be a, uh, asexualized or just completely neutered. You can actually make them like, hey, hey, I see you got this problem with this transformer. Hey, can I help you out? That's something I have never seen before. That's super cool. Like, I, I, I'd like to be part of this. Like, I don't think you're attractive at all. But let's 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 be heroic. Okay, let me get back to Gunner's point. So, I think the way a lot of movies have been made in the past are wrong because it's just one perspective and I'm tired of one perspective. You go outside, you go to the store, you see other people that don't look like you. And uh, I don't think black Panther, including a white character or two white characters is wrong because I just think that we don't need to be, like what we've seen in so many other movies. Like we don't need to to make our movies where the white guy's the bad guy. Like we've seen in some TV shows and movies uh, steer without a black person in the room where the black person's a hood, a thug, a rapper, et cetera, some negative stereotype. 
And I think we, I think in general, we all need to do better with how we put our movies out. The filmmakers, the people who make these TV shows, it needs to be better. And I use Black Panther as the example because it's not, it's not an all black movie. And I don't think we need to have all anything movies anymore. And that's what I was saying with Black Panther. This film goes, okay, all the guys are boobs. And it takes this woman who realistically should not be in the middle of this fray with Decepticons and an Autobot saving the day. I mean, that's my biggest issue with all of the Transformer films. But I felt like this one had to diminish the guys, not even necessarily have them on the same plane, but just make them look stupid to make the, the, the female character seem better by comparison. And I think she could have been just fine without making the guys look stupid. I can dig it. I understand what you're saying. Don't get, don't think I don't get your point, please. Uh, no, I'm no. just saying, Hey man, it's a discussion. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, it's a Transformers movie. It is not the hill I'm going to die on because it's a freaking Transformers movie. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on to something that uh, at least half of us have seen now, or most of us at this point. Uh, Aquaman. Now, this is DC's only film for 2018. And I think, I know we've discussed this several times, but we've had some real questions about that decision when Marvel Studios put out three films and uh, I mean three with arguably two of their best films in their entire 20 20 film library Um, and then there have been other studios that have put out good Marvel films. We've seen Deadpool 2 we've seen the excellent Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse so bringing up the rear is Warner Brothers' sole DC film Aquaman. A lot of pressure on this one because uh, Man of Steel was divisive. Batman versus Superman pissed off a lot of people. Then Suicide Squad angered people who were just like, ah, they're never going to get it right. Then Wonder Woman came around and people were like, hey, there's a reason to be hopeful and optimistic about DC films. Uh, The future of DC films is female. Let's do that. Justice League comes around some people aren't as happy, saying it's another disappointment, and now it's Aquaman's turn. Will he turn the tide? That one actually is intentional. Uh, so, um, this one's Jason Momoa. He's doing his thing. He does not look like the traditional comic book version of Aquaman. He's playing his cool Jason Momoa kicktail, I am the coolest dude anywhere uh, mindset. I think it actually works for Aquaman because I'm tired of Aquaman writers feeling the need to apologize for a guy who can talk to fish, who can control sharks and make them go after people. Like, that's a cool power. He has super strength. He can swim at sonic boom speeds. I mean, there there's a lot of cool elements to the character for the right creator willing to embrace that without feeling the need to apologize. Yeah, he's got an orange shirt. He's wearing the green pants and um, yeah, he rides on seahorses. Sorry. I ain't screw that. I mean, just commit to it. And James Wan, the director, co-writer, does that. He's like, screw anybody who thinks Aquaman's not a cool character. And he puts together 
I think honestly one of the most ambitious comic book movies I've ever seen. It is fully wholly creative. Like it is a superhero version of Avatar meets Raiders of the Lost Ark meets Flash Gordon. It is so much so many things in one film and I've heard some people hate on that fact. I don't know what they want in an Aquaman movie. I don't care. I love this movie. I thought it was so creative, so much fun. The the globe, the realm traveling really embraced the comic book feel in a way that not a lot of solo comic book movies are able to accomplish. And Amber Heard was great as Mara. Mara to our earlier discussion is not treated as a sex pot. She is every bit uh, as important to the story as Aquaman. And she doesn't have to be so souped up powerful to stand on the same level as him. She just is. Everybody treats her as the same level. And there's no big deal like, hey, Mara, you're so awesome at uh, being my non-sidekick but it was so amazing the way you beat those guys there's none of that mara doesn't need propping up because mara knows who she is and she doesn't need aquaman's encouragement she doesn't need anybody to tell her how awesome she is and that was the problem i mentioned to jace that i have a supergirl because anytime supergirl does something superman has to come along kara that was so awesome that you did that you're so much better than me i never could have flown that fast and it's just stupid but Mara, she just does her thing. She creates hard water. She's like making daggers out of wine. I mean, it's just so much cool stuff that goes down in this movie. And I was just like, wow, I can't wait for Aquaman 2. Now I'm going to go into some more things. But uh, Jace, what did you think of it? Okay. First off, I think I, I, I really did. I really liked it. I thought when I was watching it, I was like, man, I really can't figure out, like, they're, they're taking really good parts of really good movies and really good franchises, and I thought that was a really, I mean, like, like I got this great Flash Gordon vibe. I'm like, oh, wow, it's like, and I, I'm trying to, well, half of us seen it, so, and I really hope you guys see it. But it's like, you go to these locations, like, you go from the desert, then you go, like, this very jarring to this, like, Atlantis, and why he can, like, Atlantis looks the way it does. It's like super cool. And they actually, I mean, they, I think the greatest thing is they put money behind this. It's like, you can't do a project like Aquaman and not put money behind it. Like the locations they go and like just building Atlantis was, I mean, it just made it so, I mean, it just made it so cool. One thing I actually, re- I really thought was cool uh, with the director did was Aquaman, uh, Orm looks 100% like Aquaman usually does in the comic book. Like if you guys remember from um, like the cartoons, he looks, he's got the blonde hair, clean shaven face. He, I mean, if like you just took it from the neck up, you're like, oh, that's a cool Aquaman. But it's like, but then you're now we're like, hey, we got Jason Momoa. He's our Aquaman. So we're going to show him back to back like, oh, that's cool. But it, it, it's just like it, I thought. Like I said, I thought that was cool. I like how I also like his father. It wasn't just a it was a diverse cast too. Uh, they they didn't just make it like all everybody in Atlantis is a bunch of white people. It was like you saw like there was there was some there was a lot of representation in there which I liked. Uh, uh, Professor Shin wasn't played by some random uh, 
a white guy. I, I like that. Uh, right. I think I think they did some a very good job of setting up for Aquaman too. And it's not. And and I remember when I said this a couple podcasts ago. I was worried they were going to do like Green Lantern and try to make this movie the setup for Green Lantern too. This time they got it right. I think they did it. Hey, we are focused 100% on this movie, but we throw bread, good breadcrumbs for watching Aquaman too. Uh, so, and 100, and the other great thing, you have the potential to see all these characters again, which I really appreciate it. Um, and, and it's like the only only one you're not going to see is a a very good death, and it's like, huh. Like good job of uh, taking responsibility for what you created. I thought, uh, as we joked about in the movie, after we left the movie, if that was Supergirl, if she had created her own bad guy, everybody else would have said, "Oh no, you should have let that person die. They were evil. Don't worry about it. Don't don't you're you're a good person. Don't don't even you're, you're always right." And this one's like, "No, nah, you need to take some responsibility." It's like, okay, you're, like most heroes, you make mistakes. And you were supposed to learn from it, not do that stupid stuff again and have everybody pat you on the back. Uh, but I, I, I really think, and it's funny, not not the comic book reader folks that I see, but any, I know like a, a Amazon had some previews and I know military around here was able to see previews. And most from the reviews I saw, those folks said, oh, this is a great movie. It's like, it's not like Justice League. Uh, it looks like everybody who enjoys comic book movies Will or action movies in general, I think they're going to like this movie. You know, it's funny because I've heard some people listen to, read some reviews of people who did not like the movie, and they singled out the soundtrack, and I'm like, yeah, I guess they played songs, but I didn't really care, and I feel like unless the score is really amazing like with Black Panther, I don't care. I don't feel like a soundtrack takes me out of a superhero movie. It was just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Gunner, what did you think about it? I liked it, but let me let me start with the soundtrack as you ended it, and then I'll move up from there. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting next to some millennials that were sighing because that's what they do when they're are you know being passive aggressive and annoying. So I was just like, okay. So I'm sitting here like, yeah, there were certain scenes that I was just like, I can tell like they wouldn't like. And the soundtrack was older. And it was like a super weird 80s, 70s. You know what I mean? There was a sect of people that I know in my life that would love this soundtrack. And they are nostalgic for that mid, that late 70s, early 80s, late mid 80s, with that weird 90s hipster, real hipsters, um, you know, sound to it, right? So I'm like, I get it. They they were catering to the grungy, but not, not grunge, but grungy type people. <laughs> that love that stuff right so i'm like got it cool because they're they're catering for you know momoa fans i get it so yeah but i can see why they would say like the soundtrack was a little weird comparatively to like you know something modern or whatever they would want to hear i don't care who cares like like you said who cares like i don't know but i i definitely can hear that as i was going back in my head about the soundtrack i'm like yeah the millennial next to me was probably pissed um so but there was another, I liked it. Someone asked me, Javon, you asked me uh, how many uh, uh, 
screaming. What was it? Screaming. Uh, Nick screaming Cage. Like, give it. Cage hey. <laughs> yeah. On a, on a scale of one to 100, 100 being the best, I said 98. Because I'm taking away two for two reasons. Only two reasons. There were some solo shots that did last a little longer than they needed to. Right? Um, just like the standing still solo shots. But then I, when I realized, I'm like, oh, this is for 3D. The way they shot it, the way Atlantis looks, which it looks beautiful on a regular screen, which is the way I saw it, uh, and on 3D. Oh, like, okay. Uh, Interesting. We saw it in 3D. That's the difference. Like, it, Can you it imagine was, this movie on 3D? Like you said, it was Avatar. Oh, there it is. That's exactly yeah. why. And so I was like, that's why there's so many solo shots, long scenes. Remember that long kiss scene that lasted like a good Got five seconds? Like, oh, it. my God. 3D? Oh man, that scene. 3D crazy. doesn't gonna look. Uh, Yo, yeah. I would highly recommend it, paying to see it in 3D, cause it it's like yeah, I'm about to do incredible. that. Oh man, cause you, like, it really does okay. a great rotation on that, and it's like it, if you see it in one, if you see it in 2D, it would just be like, what's going on here? But you see it. No, it like, was great. It was great in 2D. So oh, you can only imagine. So that's why I, I was like, I, no, there's. It was only that's what I'm saying. Like I think people that did see that screening or screenings like it, they didn't see it in like a 3D screening, right? So they were just like, oh, so many longs. I'm like, well, yeah, it's supposed to be for like IMAX and 3D, straight up IMAX 3D. So I'm like, I'll take, you know, that's why I was just like, it's only one point. I don't really care. Like that's fine. It's a superhero movie. What do you expect? Um. So and then the other one was something that I did kind of get annoyed by. It was like that the explode. They kind of overdid the surprise explosion scene the point where it started to get predictable right you know what i mean from nicole kitman all the way through in every location i mean every single one it was like boom I'm like, okay i get it they're, they're they're happy and then all of a sudden something hits them i'm thinking, i think you can need i think they needed to stop using that effect probably the fifth time they used it that was my only issue with that movie i swear to goodness this movie is so good this is probably one of the the second best dc installments that they did since you know um superman you know, uh, Man of Steel. Because Wonder Woman really did do really well. And it was just like, I'll give her that 99. That 99 screaming, uh, screaming Nick Cage. But this one, yeah, this one, this one's really, I mean, my goodness, this one gives hope. And then they're going to screw it up again with Shazam, I can tell. But. <laughs> no, okay, Jeff. Until oh, no. then. Well, well, let me, until then. <laughs> until then, I mean, I'm just going to look forward to part two with Black Manta, and they didn't, you know, how, okay, cool, you don't have to have Black Manchester, you know, from the Supergirl show, you don't have to say Black all the time, but you got Black Lightning, because I like it, I'm like, why, I'm very like, look, I'm Black, call me Black, whatever my superhero <laughs> name is, call me Black Magneto, you know what that's I mean, like, I exactly, exactly, like, that's who I am, so he's like, I'm Black Manta, I'm like, thank you, don't try to hide it, I'm pissed, right. I'm Black, I'm Black Manta, like, yo, you killed my dad, I, I re-engineered this tech. I mean, I'm like, dude, I love all of this. He's just—he's a genius. Got it. <laughs> he's just like, oh, you gave me a start. Cool. Let me get this stuff going. Done. <laughs> and I'm gonna kill this cat. The end. You know what I mean? Hey, and I survive, so I can be at the end. I love that. You know, I'm a big yeah. black. I'm a, when I, I love enemies, so I love I love villains. So I think Black Manta is like an, an underrated villain. So I'm happy to see him in this first movie, along with the Orin thing. I, right. Some people might think it was too many enemies. Nope, nope, nope. He's got to become the king, so he's got to fight his brother. And he's got to fight a real enemy that he created. And I love how the storyline went. Um, going back to our woman converse, our, our women um, 
empowered women conversation. Like, look, look, every character was not obtuse. It wasn't like I'm just a goofy hero that stumbles into herodom. You know what I mean? I'm scared um, this, but I'm going to try to get it in. You know what I mean? Because I'm just going to keep fighting. And even Faze, like, look, I got my butt kicked throughout this whole trip. Like, <laughs> I, I get it, but I got to do something. And then, you know, when he got mm-hmm. the thing and all that stuff, I'm not trying to spoil it for everybody. Um, when he got the thing and all that, it was just, <laughs> he was just like, look, now, nah, okay, I got it. I'm trying to be humble about it, but look. I gotta get this. I gotta get. I gotta get my king. I gotta get my kingdom. I gotta get my people safe. That's it. Hey, my, I just found out. You know, blah blah. I'm trying not to spoil it because I know two of y'all haven't seen it. It's very hard. Um, but, but you know what I mean. Like I saw it, and then like here's Mira with like, look, I'm trying to convince this goofball that he needs to come and save all of us because I actually believe he can. But I'm not gonna like short myself. Here's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna find this thing myself. If he's yeah. coming, cool. You know what I mean? If he's not, I got to figure it out anyway. <laughs> you know? It, 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 I don't know, man. It just seemed like every character was had an angle, had a couple of sides to them, was not just one thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then even Orin, you can understand, like, yo, mom. Um, yeah. My mom's... Uh, <laughs> she made sense. She's protecting you. <laughs> And I'm pissed. Like, screw that. I'm good. No, I'm going to take over this whole thing. And the ocean dwellers, yo, I'm pissed off that they just throwing their trash in at us. Retired. I love that scene when they when it was just all this trash on the on the on the shore. That was awesome. It was like, man. It was like we're gonna spit it back at you. If you were down there, yeah. So it was good stuff. Lot lot lot. Yeah. I'm like, dang, Atlanta's got to do what Wakanda couldn't do. I'm kind of sad about that. What do you Take mean? Take that for what you want. Read literature. <laughs> no, man, it's just like, you know, Killmonger didn't exactly succeed in one country or two countries or even half his plan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, not one spear was shipped to England. Like, you know what I mean? And someone finds it in the end credit scene. You know what I mean? Nothing like, you know what I mean? Nothing like cool like that. It was just like, nah, we're just going to stop him right here. Where Atlanta is like, here's your trash. Here's I think it was trash. more of a deal of... That was a personal thing. Like he needed to claim the throne before he went out because he was ostracized from Wakanda all that time and he needed to get the throne. So for him, it was more important to do that. And then as the new king, lead this onslaught on the rest of the world. So he just never got to accomplish that because he got stopped there. And I think it was just more personal because, you know, the two sons are fighting and it didn't necessarily need to go to the rest of the world because you know if that happened they'd be coming after Wakanda in the sequel so maybe that will be the base of the sequel anyway um, yeah who knows so Chief Javon you've heard us talk about Aquaman what are you guys thinking now are you looking forward to seeing the movie oh definitely definitely I mean the glowing endorsement for my guys here um, and I admit I was the first one to say I'm not no no dice no sale but from what I've heard, and then also when I first said that I hadn't saw Justice League, to me, one of the best parts about that movie was Momoa's portrayal of uh, Aquaman. Um, he was the only one that made me laugh. You know, like when they had the truth, the moment of truth in the, uh, I guess, I their version die, of the Blackbird. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I got stuff to do, man. I got time for this. I'm not trying right. to die. <laughs> Right, so that made me that really made me want to see it more. But I had said that before I saw Justice League. 
I, I said it before I really saw it. Um, yeah, now I really I really do want to see the movie now, and I'm going to see it probably um, either tomorrow or Friday. Chief, what do you think about this, man? You ready for Aquaman? Yeah, well, I've been ready since I saw the uh, the first trailer. So, um, Justice League had the opposite effect <clears throat> for me than it did Javon. After I saw Justice League, I did not want to see the Adam, the Aquaman movie. And then I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, yo, I'm back on board. I got to see this. So, that's where I'm at with it. So as uh, soon as the crowds die down or on an early day, I will be at the theater. You know, your odds are actually pretty good with this one because there's so much stuff. Like Bumblebee's probably going to draw some people. Mary Poppins is going to draw some families and Spider-Verse. So it's a good chance that you can go to an early screening and not be filled with a bunch of morons. Jeff, are you saying Bumblebee and Aquaman are coming out the same weekend? Same weekend. Oh, jeez. I, mean, I told you, I, everyone was ready for a non-Star Wars December. I mean, I hate to say this. It's like, you almost need to tell... I mean, like, DC needs to kind of come in in their head. It's like, hey, we... You know what? Actually, I would... If I, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm actually going to take that oh, back. If I, exactly. saw, if I saw how Marvel... Uh, how bad these Transformer movies are coming, I'm actually like, you know what? I think I'm... We don't have, we don't have to deal with Star Wars. Let's go. Like... Oh, they're coming out the same weekend? Don't care. Like, people are tired of those movies. If we make a good movie, people will come out, and they won't go see Transformers. Like, I, you know what? I think they, they just made it. They might, I might, I think, I, I, I think they actually might make the right call with that. I mean, but I hope, I mean, like, I mean, if, if the reviews are saying, like, hey, guys, they got it right. Like, this is not going to piss you off, like, some bad CGI from the Justice League or two, basically putting two different movies into one movie. Like, this is one harmonious vision that makes sense and you will enjoy it. Yeah. So, now let's talk real quickly about the future of the DCU. We've got one film, again, for the next year. Or at least, well, no, I guess we've got two. We've got uh, we've got a Shazam and we've got this Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. That's coming out next year. No, it's part of the DC Films Extended Universe. So their whole thing is they're not going to be bound to having one shared connected universe. And if I had one complaint about Aquaman, it was that we didn't get any, we didn't get enough references to his time hanging out with the Justice League or just some odd mention from Bruce Wayne or just something to be like, oh, yeah. Uh, remember those guys you hung out with and saved the world together with? Uh, they're still around. It was real subtle. That's all they needed because you don't want to acknowledge it too much. We want you to remember this film. Not that. No, they understood their audience. They want to attract a better audience or something. I don't know. I think well, it was so a good don't... call. I thought about that too. But I was like, you know what? That was a good call just to say, hey, you beat Stephen Wolf. Now, let's move on. Right, exactly, because it's like if you mention oh, it too much. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, so after the first Avengers, Iron Man 3 was the very next film. Dude, and we don't need to go to Marvel. Marvel does it right. Dude, but I'm saying Marvel does it right. We're, exactly. we gotta, so I'm like, follow what Marvel does. You can't, you can't ask the, the same kids that rode the short bus to play basketball the same as you. So come <laughs> on, man. DC... Just need some extra help and extra attention, and they can be just as good. 
they need some extra help and extra attention. There's nothing. They're just different. Well, I mean, if they said it's like, hey, if you mention too much, you're like, hey, why didn't Superman do this? Hey, I just, I just do my little small part. But there's nothing for anybody else to do. I mean, that's why they could reference them because it wasn't like Superman needed to travel to Atlantis. It was a personal thing that was kept underwater as far as the rest of the Justice League. He didn't even need to call them because it wasn't like, hey, uh, you guys can't swim underwater. What are you going to do? I don't know. And then it wasn't his character either. He's like, dude, yeah, well, and that's not you. how he is. You're right. So next year. <laughs> right. Next year, we've got Shazam. I feel like the temperature on this podcast is quite chilly in December. For Shazam. But I have to tell you, when Jason and I were watching Aquaman and the Shazam trailer played, the crowd, comprised largely of regular people, not a bunch of critics, loved the trailer. They laughed at the parts that are supposed to be funny. They were, you know, we heard people going, oh man, I can't wait for this. I can't see this trailer enough. Like, they're really excited about it and are hopeful about Shazam. I know you guys aren't, but after seeing Aquaman or just after seeing more trailers from Shazam, are you guys feeling a little bit more love and at least a little bit more interest for Shazam? Chief, how about Negative. you? Oh, damn. <laughs> I, I've just seen the one trailer. The one trailer was garbage. Uh, the, the, fake, the fake puffy muscles. Uh, it looked it look like, look like a comedy. I'm sorry. It looked like a comedy. If it's a comedy, then say it's a comedy, and then I'll go in there and I'll view it differently. And then I can take that and say, okay, it's a comedy, and then I can come from that comedy angle. But you can't. I mean, come on. You, I mean, the dude, the, the, the costume was looked whack. It looked like he was in like a, a muscle suit, like like the the old Hans and Franz Saturday Night Live bit. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, it, it kind of does. So, so I mean, you know, um, like I said, if it's a comedy, say it's a comedy. But you can't come across and be like, yo, this is a real superhero movie and have the main character look like that. I'm, I'm, and I, even after watching all these other movies, you know what I mean? Like, it's, no. Like, if you watch even, you know what I mean? Like, Superman is ripped in real life. Yeah. Like this guy here is, I don't, you know, I, don't, I'm not, I, I can't do it. So unless it gets, unless it gets really better, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sit it out. You know, I'll catch it on cable late night. So you need you know? us to tell you about this one. I got you. All right, Juwan, what do you think about Shazam? My only ass is like Chief. I, I saw the trailer. And I'm going to tell you something. When you're in the movies, they can show you the trailer for School Bus Fire. And you'll be like, you know what? I, I kind of want to see that. You know, you, you, you're caught up in the moment, I guess, of the movie, the excitement. You want to see a movie, right? Um, and trailers are how they get you. We, we've discussed that before. Trailers the hype. Um, I, I, what I'm hoping for with this movie is they don't take it seriously. Play it. It doesn't look like they're taking themselves seriously from the trailer. Have fun. Hopefully, they have fun with it. And just like you said, straightforward comedy, uh, Chief. Um, but unfortunately, it's not going to be the case. They're going to have a bad guy. There's going to be the 
the the the the moment where you know Shazam realizes I got to start being serious and fighting for the people and <laughs> rights and justice, and, and it's gonna be like, oh my God, no, no, this just does not work. Mm-hmm. Um, at best, Ant Man though, it, no. it is. It, no, because yeah, well, everyone was like, oh, it's gonna be a superhero movie, and then it actually became a comedy. You, we all went in there thinking. This is going to be a school bus fire because of how many directors they have, I mean, screenwriters they have. But then it turned out to be really good. You know why? Paul Rudd. The end. Yeah. Everybody loves Paul Rudd. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's the thing that this movie doesn't Marvel have. Marvel knows how to cast. <laughs> who's, who's, who's Shazam? Zachary Levi. Exactly. Yeah. Who's Chuck? Okay. Did you watch Chuck? Chuck, 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 was, Chuck was what? funny. Chuck was funny. That's... Sh- that show has been off the air for how long? Thank you. I was say, that show's been off the air for like 10 years, right? Like, when did that joint, was like, at that height, so let me just be clear, the height of their popularity was definitely 10 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I, Am I, I don't off? know, man. Like, no, no, that that, that like show that was, was on from 2007 to 2012. So it's not been that long yeah. since it's been off. And did they have to change their Wait. plot situation in 2012? It was an NBC like, show. I don't trust NBC with anything outside of football. There you go. So, so I got to sit on an NBC show, dude, <laughs> when Paul Rudd's been, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Rudd was a highlight of, what's that, the hey, pregnancy? Anchorman. Anchorman. This is 40, man, knocked up. He's been killing it for a decade. Up. Yeah. yeah. Getting Sarah um, Marshall. Yeah. In movies. I love you, in, man. Yeah. He was... I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure I don't know out. Yeah, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out who you would, who I would have cast in that role. Maybe, um, God, I'm, I'm really struggling to figure out who you. You know would who cast I would cast in that, in that role? Superman yeah. three. I wouldn't even make this damn movie. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <I'm> so, <laughs> like, we shouldn't even be talking about this. And then when is it coming out? Right when the other Captain Marvels coming oh, out? Who's going to win? Oh, who's going God. to win? Seriously, this is gonna be like Green Lantern. Sorry, Jeff. I know it's not my turn. Uh, this is gonna be like Green Lantern, exactly like yeah. it. They already look at the trailer. If you compare the trailers to this one and the Green Lantern, I guarantee you'll be like, oh, oh. shouldn't yeah, you? No. Oh, that's a great super suit. Whoa, shouldn't a super suit? No, 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 no. Girl? Well, Everybody hated on a Green Lantern suit because it was bad. Everybody. I'm gonna say this, and, and everybody's hating on this suit. I'm gonna he say this, like and then I gotta go for the airport. But he looks, but he looks like the uh, comic book. I mean, his his outfit in the comics super puffy. He's not as defined as Superman. He was drawn a little bit more cartoonish. But go ahead, Javon. But we got a role. Um, uh, a best case scenario, Ant Man, Deadpool, where it's a or, or Galaxy Guardians, right? Where it's a surprise, it's funny, you know, and it becomes that sleeper that that uh, uh, um, <clears throat> DCU needs. Worst case scenario, this is gonna be Spawn, or God, give me no <laughs> Superman for the Steel. Steel. Nah, yeah. I'm already on the. Uh, I'm already on it. It's gonna be Batman and Robin. Oh, oh, it's not gonna be that. Ooh. Yeah. It's going to be a dumpster fire with turds that were dried up in the corner. That's what it's going to be. If they put nipples on a Shazam suit, I'd be inclined to agree with that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. This Shazam suit looks pretty fake anyway. So uh, it's, it, it, it's just how bad is it going to be? 
They looked like the Black Lightning suit, only they had a movie budget. Like, it just... <laughs> I'm sorry, this movie's going to be terrible. Y'all go mark my words, and I will I will wear a Shazam t-shirt. Oof. If this movie is like right, great and wonderful, all right, it's wonderful. All right, man. All right, y'all. But all right. So you're saying that yes, this could turn your opinion on this thing, huh? <laughs> exactly. Turn it into a worse situation than I thought it was going to be in the first place. I think it may surprise you. All right, so let, let, let's move on here because I think we're just trashing poor Billy Batson. Is there any interest? I mean, because I, I know, you know, with me with comic book movies, I'm pretty much down for whatever. If there's a basis from an actual worthwhile comic, I'm interested. I have no interest in this Joker film. I think they've overplayed Joker in so many movies. I feel like after Heath Ledger, we just need to retire the character for mm, two decades. Batman has a plethora of good villains. We still need a good big screen version of Bane. We could do, um, gosh, we could do Riddler. Christopher Nolan didn't get to him. They could actually do a good version of Mr. Freeze. Just keep Arnold Schwarzenegger far, far away. They could do Poison Ivy. A black mask is going to be showing up in the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey film, so he's off the board. But there's so many good Batman villains that you don't need to go do another Joker version. And I feel Clay like, face. huh? Let's say Clayface, somebody, man. Hey, Deadshot, anybody? Could you could you do a? I mean, like, if you wanted to do Batman, like there, like you 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 could do a. Court of Owls, like you could make. I mean, like, I mean, since we've seen the nine thousand Batman's, like, Court of Owls kind of changes up the whole everything you know about Gotham. So it's like it's almost like a like a kind of a reset. So it's like, hey, here's. I mean, if you want to do a new Batman, it's like, hey, why not just do Court of Owls? Like, they got a new Batman movie. coming. They do have a new Batman movie coming. And maybe they work those guys in. But I'm just like, of all the Batman enemies, I am very, I'm the least interested in a, in a Joker standalone. Because I feel like a huge part of that character is the mystery and uncertainty of his actual origin. Telling a story about who he was before he became a psycho madman clown doesn't interest me. Well, again, I mean, I guess my thing is, is like, if you want to do something really ridiculous, just go with a... Uh... What is it, uh, the War of uh, Jokes and Riddles? It's like where okay. I mean, based on your review, you were saying like this makes this dude and Riddler unpredictable, like crazy, and actually you see why Batman has to get rid of these dudes. Like he actually has to focus on using different abilities to get the upper hand on these guys. Like that would be something we're seeing. Like a a a a Joaquin Phoenix Joker is like no matter what. Actually, is done in that movie. It's going to be treated as like, yeah, that's fan fiction. Get lost. Like, I don't care. It's not the Joker origin. So move on. Yeah, how is it supposed to be part of the like it's, grand it's scheme it's, if it's a different it's, Joker? Because Leto yeah. didn't leave yet. I'm sorry, did Leto leave? No, it's just it's a different story. It's a standalone movie that's just telling a different take on him. Yeah, that's okay. it. 
And in a world where nobody understands your movies, you don't need anything else to confuse them. It's like, this is what I was saying. Like, you, you need, DC needs one universe when it comes to the movies and TV. Like, they need, the, they need, next, they need next year's crisis. Like, there can't be, oh, we have somebody with a different take. It's like, you see how Marvel could go, but they're not stupid enough to do it. You have one Sam Jackson playing Nick Fury in TV and in all of the Avengers movies. Like, you don't need this, oh, it's out of, it's not this guy. He's not the Joker. Jared Leto is the Joker, but this guy's also a Joker. Oh, and then if we make a Titans Joker, then we got another Joker. It's like, no, you don't need to confuse anybody. You need your, you need not just your core audience. You need people who don't watch this stuff religiously to be like, oh, that's Joker. Okay, that's cool. Like, if you have all these, oh, didn't he play Joker? Oh, that, that was some garbage. I didn't see. You don't need more more of that. Uh, Chief, what do you think about all this, man? Uh, I, I mean, did the Joker need his own movie? That's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't I don't think he did. Um. And it's, I, I kind of agree with you. After Heath, man, did, did anybody really need to see a Joker? Um, the only thing I... This Joaquin, I don't even know, man. I, I, I think they try to bleed us for every dollar they can on everything. <laughs> That's what I think. And I think that people put out... I mean, you know, um, if you put out whack things, I think people go to see them. And... Um, that's I mean, you know, we should come up with a script and just put out a, a whack movie. I told you we should sweep something and then just put it out. And um, <laughs> I'm ready with my knives. You know, right? You know what I mean? And then just go ahead and make a make a make a make a you know make a profit off it. It doesn't make us. It doesn't make sense half this stuff. Um, this uh, you know, the Joker movie. Uh, you know, next thing we know, we'll have you know. A Grundy movie, yeah, just uh, you know, it just it doesn't make sense. I don't want to. I don't, you know. What I mean? You say I a solemn, solemn Grundy, Grundy movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see the Joker movie. I don't want to see a Penguin movie. Um, oh God, we already saw just, a Penguin movie. Batman Returns yeah, is basically this, this, a pen, all Penguin. Oh, I like Batman Returns. Uh, yeah, but it was so Penguin focused. Uh, I mean, I don't mind Danny DeVito, but after a while, I got tired of his water with butt. It just, yeah, it just doesn't make sense for that. I, I you know, like I said, uh, you know, I haven't seen, the, you know, I mean, then again, you know, makes you the trailer and be like, oh, but I, you know, just, just the way I felt about a Venom movie. I still don't want to see a Venom movie. I still haven't seen the Venom movie. I have no intention of seeing it. I didn't want to see a Venom movie. I didn't need to see a Venom movie. Um, and I don't need to see a Joker movie, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, I, DC Comics is it, DC is just whack. It's it's they just on some other other stuff, man. Um, you know, this this one hot one hot movie every three year average has got to go. Exactly. You know, so we we we'll see, man. I, I just I don't think they're gonna get their act together. Um, I think DC should just 
just sell themselves to Marvel, <laughs> and then let let Marvel take over from there. I mean, you know, get up out of there. You can sell you can sell yourself to Marvel for a couple of billion. They got it. Disney has it, and uh, let that let that ride because uh, you guys aren't doing nothing with the storyline. Um, and you know, I mean, even you push back Wonder Woman. How when's Wonder Woman coming out now? Twenty twenty. Uh, right. yeah. Something like that, right? Yep. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I guess that's, that's why, like, you know because, because the other Captain Marvel's coming movie. out, right? Why yeah, was that pushed back? What was the actual explanation like a, of that? Like a barnyard back. mouse. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and DC is doing okay. nothing. Um, oh I God. believe uh, from different accounts they needed to have a signature blockbuster film for 2020 and they just wanted more time to make sure they got the film right and because Wonder Woman is the clear favorite of everyone they didn't want to mess it up which as long as I mean if as long as this is good as the first one I'm fine with uh, next year is going to be stacked with comic book films anyway. Um, of course, Avengers four. We've got uh, the, the Dark when Phoenix does... debacle. Oh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Captain Marvel. When does she come out? March. See, that's why they didn't want Wonder Woman coming out, man. They were like, Nah, let's just put this Shazam crap in April because ain't nobody I think, gonna watch. Uh, it. Wonder Woman was set for June, so it was gonna be far enough away from. Oh yeah, it was set for June, everything else. But, it wasn't you know, Avengers issue. is like. But Avengers is right there. Like, what, the 28th? Oh, it's the last week of April. So Yeah, like you know, the 28th or something like that. Yeah. It'll likely dominate through May and into June. But I think they had it coming for the end of June. But Shazam, again, is coming out in April, right? Like, they were just like, look, we're just going to throw this crap right here so they don't forget about us. That's why I, I think don't that's think that's a bad that strategy. Crap. I don't think it's a bad strategy. I think that's the time between the March and the. Because I think it's a bad strategy only because now normally no, yeah, I, I would totally agree with you. I'm sorry, I would totally agree with you. But this year, what did they do? Black Panther, and then all the way through Black Panther, they were like, "We're gonna keep playing this. We're gonna keep playing this. We're gonna keep playing this." Avengers four. I think what happened yeah, was play both no one, no one expected Black Panther to just be the third sure. highest grossing movie of all time. I mean, that's just like, whoa, okay. Sure. Um, Nevertheless, why yeah. did they still have, you know what I mean? Should, why did they still put a movie right in between that time period, given precedence of the year, that, right? You know what I mean? safe to assume that Captain Marvel is not going to be the same level as Black Panther. Because I think, uh, <laughs> Black Panther, well, no, let me hear me out. So Black Panther had a lot going for it. It had up-and-coming rising stars in Bozeman, Jordan, uh, Lupita, and uh, on-the-rise director Ryan Coogler. Had a lot of buzz. Black Panther showed up already in Civil War. A movie focusing on him is going to get more attention than a standalone spotlight, because historically, none of the characters who've been, who started their movies before joining these franchises have been anywhere on the level of, of an Avengers film outside of Iron Man. So, um, 
Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, both did really well. They were in like the 60 to $80 million range. Nice for solo comic book films. Nowhere near on the level of Black Panther. And I think Captain Marvel and Marvel Studios specifically missed the boat in terms of capturing that synergy of being the first modern comic book blockbuster featuring a woman. Wonder Woman grabbed that. And I don't think Captain Marvel is as widespread and is known outside of comic book circles. Because in the comic book circles, everybody's excited. But that's not the same as like Black Panther. Black Panther had this, oh yeah, he was in Civil War. A lot of people right. right. cool. And, and exactly, there was like people who had no interest in comic book films going, right. oh yeah, he's a black dude. I'm going to see it. So they were good. And um, they didn't care. It was like, all right, they were good. I don't think Captain Marvel has that same pull. I don't know, man. I'm around a lot of white women, man. And they were like, how come we ain't got no characters? This is non-comic book fans, too. We ain't got no characters. You show them Captain Marvel, they're like, oh, snap. Now I know a biggest Captain Marvel fan ever because I just introduced her to Captain Marvel. That's not a fake story. It's true. Also, 53% of white women voted for Trump. So, and that was a surprise. So you don't think the majority of this country or these white women going to go see this white woman in this movie theater? Come on, man. I'm just being, I mean, that's just the realest thing. What I'm saying is, say. what I'm saying is, to be the, the, the super runaway hit that it was, Black Panther had to grab an audience that was not expected to come out to the movies to see it. I mean, these uh, comic book films have had a you know like an avengers plateau where it was like wow everybody's going to talk about it they're seeing it. it's a big event but black panther was everybody's got to see it because it's not just a great comic book film it's not just a great movie it's an experience and as good yeah. as captain marvel is it looks like a comic book film more than an experience we'll see man uh, uh yeah. I, I, a lot of me think you're right but I wouldn't be surprised if, 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 like I said, I was like, I would not be surprised if this thing gets Black Panther numbers or, you know, a little bit more than Wonder Woman numbers, honestly. I will be shocked if it makes more than Wonder Woman. There's no way this makes really? more than Wonder Woman. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. No, because I you have. I would not be surprised, y'all. Well, I know everybody knows Wonder Woman, and a lot of people know Captain Marvel as Captain Marvel. I understand. But. And there is legit confusion. Oh, uh, you mean the dude? No, I mean the Marvel version. And oh, there's like I don't 80 think Captain of... Marvels. <laughs> now you're now you're stretching it because I mean comic book fans know the difference. Non comic book fans don't even yeah. know the other Captain Marvel is called. When Captain Black Marvel, Panther so. came out, people were like, Why isn't there a White Panther? I mean, it's just the nature of people who aren't in I mean, if you're into comic books, you don't understand no, how I mean. outside the pocket people are with it. No, 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 that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, no one knows that Shazam is also named Captain Marvel. People just say, Oh, that's Shazam. I may have actually heard of that. Because yeah, of all a cartoon the cartoons, like, and, a, and a TV show. Bingo. But they didn't even call him Captain Marvel then. They did. <laughs> Any of those. Mm, not as much as they said Shazam. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Even in the Flash point. But that's like, like his catchphrase. People know it is Shazam. They know he was Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. Chief, what do you know. think? You think Captain Marvel is going to be a bigger hit than Wonder Woman just because it's done by Marvel Studios? Uh, I don't know if I would necessarily. The reason why, 
you know, um, how many movies does Marvel have coming out next year? The Avengers is coming out, right? Right. Uh, um, oh, Spider-Man. So Avengers, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel. Those three, at least, from Marvel which, which Studios. With Spider-Man. Uh, Far From Home. The one with Tom right, Holland. Um, oh, he's fighting Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. You, you know, the only reason why I'm saying that is... Uh, it might be a little, right? Might be a little uh, superhero star come next year. Um, so, and with this, with this thing leading into the to, into the Avengers, like people know this is leading into the Avengers, you're gonna get that whole crowd from that. So it's possible um, for them to do, you know, Wonder Woman life numbers. I think because everybody, if you're if you saw the Avengers, it's just, that, that's the thing about Marvel. If you see one, like, you need to, you almost kind of have to see all of them, because they all lead into each other in some kind of way a lot of times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like this, like, if you, you could, I mean, you can watch each movie independent, but at the same time, each movie has a storyline that kind of flows throughout that universe where, um, and that's one thing, like, DC Comics doesn't do well. Like, there's no real flow into certain things. So, like, this this thing here is it's almost like, like, like a, a prequel to the Avengers movie from what you gather. You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or it lets you know about her coming, how she's, you know, how, you know, this whole Nick Fury thing, you know, why he hit her up. This, you got to go learn. So um, it could do it, it could do big numbers. It could do big numbers. I'm not gonna say I'm not I'm not gonna bet the farm that it won't. Um, just because it, it ties into you know this whole this whole Marvel universe ties into one another, and I think that that's another reason why their movies are always so you know they're so successful because you 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 damn near have to go see the movie if you're into the franchise. Um, like all, all everybody hangs out with everybody in this in this world, um, and and this it's the difference between like the like the DC universe, um, it's what is it three characters hang out with each other four characters with we just got to introduce the other characters but there's no <laughs> real you you know what I mean there's no mm-hmm. real there's no like you think okay so Wonder Woman has a movie Superman Batman's kind of floating in on their movies. Then you've mm-hmm. got... Nobody wants to see a movie about my man... Uh, I can't even think of his name right now. Cyborg. Yeah, Cyborg, exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants to see a movie about Cyborg. You Let's don't. Let's be honest. Come, Come on. on. The, reason Come on I say the reason I knew who you were talking about because neither do I. That's a black right. hero. You, right. know I, you know I'm down, but nah, bro. Because like, they don't write like, them well. We've through this. Right, right. Right, you don't want to see a Cyborg movie, and then uh, you may not really want to see a Flash movie because he's he's kind of I don't know at a TV unsure show. hanger. Right, he's kind of unsure hanger on in the movie. Like he like the Flash wasn't really cool at all. No, you, you know what I mean. Like he was just like mm, like you can't really see the Flash running into something 
danger by himself, kind of. He kind of seemed like he was—he was, he was kind of scared the whole time. He kind of gave off that vibe. Anyway, um, so I, I, it could possibly do the numbers. Like I said, they all tie together. It could possibly do the numbers. I'm not gonna say one. Well. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm gonna go see it. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm there. What are you gonna Good do? Deal. Indeed. All right. Well, what are you gonna do? Uh, so th- <laughs> we had a, a lot of controversy on social media today with the release of the first reveals of the Aladdin pictures. This is the new Will Smith film, a live action version of the Disney animated movie. Uh, lots of people had tons of comments. Uh, a lot of them circling around Will Smith's genie not being blue. And I'm kind of curious as to why people think behind the scene photos would have him blue when he already said it's going to be CGI. So that was weird to me. Fellas, what you guys think about this? Jace, you interested in Aladdin? Did you care? Or do the pictures make you want to see it more? Any, anytime they do a live action movie, I'm not, oh, I'm, I'm never excited to see it, honestly. Like they did uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, what was it, uh, Jungle Book. I'm, I'm always like, you know, the comic, I mean, the, the cartoon, you can do more things. I mean, you, you really, so, I mean, you have to make a big giant budget for a genie. So instead of, why would I, I mean, I just, I just don't understand why I want to, want to pay money to see like Will Smith being a genie and then they're going to go CGI on him and it's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm quite comfortable just seeing the original cartoon of it. I mean, so I, I really, I, I'm not excited. I mean, did I, I, the cast, the cast looked like, you know, hey, they should be in that area. Like this is not, you know, Ireland. So I, I appreciated that. Uh, I didn't want to see a blue-faced uh, Will Smith the whole time. Um, and, and, and as somebody who watches Once Upon a Time, I don't think anybody was complaining about the genie being uh, uh, a black dude in that. So I, I don't is. see why. Huh? There it is. That's my point. Like, <laughs> it was, I was like, didn't we already see a genie, a live-action genie who wasn't blue? So are they just pissed that he's brown? Yes. Moving on. Well, no, I honest, honestly, it's more so it's Will Smith because it's like, it's wait a minute, this this could be a, a movie where we're not overly represented, and and this is again, this is some of this BS is just literally social media. It's like some of this people, if you talk to poll people who don't have social media and you show them a picture, oh okay, but you know the Twitter warriors and all them folks, they're gonna complain about everything, and this movie is like, hey, you show me a trailer. Maybe maybe it's my money, but just a couple pictures. Unless somebody looks completely off, like if you once you see the original X Men all in black leather, that's the instantaneous turnoff. Like you're like really you're, you're not even being faithful to any part of the source material. Like if you Wait, see, you trans- want to wear yellow spandex? You know what? We definitely needed to bring you back to you know connect these universe. Dick back. Um, yeah, I mean. As long as you just say, "Hey, we're making, we're making," I mean, really, even releasing the pictures is like you're almost just like you're inviting this criticism just by inviting the pictures. It's like you're not going to get the full picture until you show them a trailer. Like this is really going to look magical, live action, Aladdin. But if you show them some pictures, you're just like, "Let's see what the social media buzz is." But everybody hates it. Go, and, and that and sounds like that's what they got. 
Yes, and a lot of people apparently are crushing on uh, the guy who's playing Jafar. That was another hot take. Chief, did you see the pictures yet? What do you think about this Aladdin thing? I haven't heard about the Aladdin thing. This is, I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, to be honest. I mean, as long as Will Smith's not saying, stop boo the monkey, um, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Um, I just, um, I, you know, I mean, what was, was Shaq played a Shaq? Who was Shaq? Shaq? What was the Shaq genie? Kazam. 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 All right. I, I mean, that's what I think about it. Be confused by the whack movie Shazam that will be coming out next year. Right. Uh, it's always, I mean, like I said, there's always some, um, what are you going to do? I mean, uh, you remember, uh, what was that whack movie Will Smith just had out on Netflix? I need you bright. Uh, right. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's his time. Maybe it's his time for whack movies. I mean, he doesn't bring the uh, the blockbusters in like he used to, right? He's gotten older. Um, I can't even think of a like a last a, like the last must see Will Smith Smith movie I had to see. Bad Boys Three. Um, I remember every Bad Boys. Well, yeah, that was, Bad Boys Two. No, three's coming out. Yeah, but I'm saying the last Will Smith movie that I had to see, like that Bad Boys Three has a hit, so I, there's no. But I mean, I'm just saying like that's you know it's coming. But if you think about it, I mean, like you Will Smith doesn't you know it doesn't give you that oh shit the new Will Smith we got to go see it. It's, it's it's not that anymore. So yeah, Men in Black mean, Three and After we Earth were kind of yeah. Yeah, I like I mean, like a, see what you mean. And even, even even like the other movie, like I, I it was a good movie. I liked it. Uh, when he was a, a con man. Ice? No, was it Ice? The one with Margot Robbie. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, it was a con man. Yeah, I know. Ice. Yeah, whatever. It's but it wasn't. Focus. But it wasn't. It wasn't a must see. Yeah, it wasn't a must see though. Like even when it comes on cable, I don't like turn to it. Every once in a while, I still turn to the the Alien movie he had. Or, you know, one of those old, you know, but I don't, like, I don't have to watch Focus. I watch Focus. I like, oh, I like Focus, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying I don't have to, like, I didn't flock to it like I used, you know, like I do with a Will Smith movie. That's all I'm saying. I so you. you didn't go to the, the theater. Thing, that's that a surprise yeah. Right. So it is what it is. I mean, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe it's for the kids. I mean, don't they do don't they do these things for the kids anyways? Yeah, but you know, everybody has to take ownership. I grew up watching Aww. Aladdin, so uh, this is not true and authentic to the cartoon that I watched. Whatever. Hey, man, I'll, I'll take that bullet on Transformers and GI Joe, but I don't think you need to do as much on Aladdin. Well, especially knowing you know, Disney's but- track record with these films. Yeah, that's all I was going to get into that, man. Like, if I can. If, yeah, go for it. Like, I, going back into my memory of, like, okay, I get why everybody's doing these live action joints now because comic books. Got it. You know what I mean? That is the great success of comic book movies now and the cartoons and all that, you know, you know, changing into whatever. It's like, okay, Disney, we're going to do some real Disney stuff. Let's just make our our own, our original proprietary stuff, I'm saying like that, um, you know, live action, go. Cinderella, trash. 
I, Beauty and the Beast was probably their most successful one, right? But, you know, I still don't – I haven't seen it, and I can't swing a cat around and then hit anybody that's seen it. But I know people saw it, right? Cool. Maybe my circle's smaller. Um, well, I don't know. Whatever. Lion King, I'm down. Jungle Book, did that really get a whole lot of – you know what I mean? I know it was hyped up, but did that get a whole I lot really of, like uh, Jungle Book. You know, that's a good movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But then that's still CGI-ish, though, right? You know what I mean? Like, the, like animals talking and all that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? It's still pretty CGI. Mm-hmm. But we're talking, like, straight-up live action. You know what I mean? They really have not had a really good track record with their original stuff. Um, I can Alice go, in Wonderland. But, I mean, they've made a lot of money on these I was movies. About to, I was literally about to say it. They make a lot of money about Alice in Wonderland. But if you sat through that, <laughs> oh, my God. That was that was not a good movie to watch. The Johnny Depp one? Those were not yeah, good. Nah, nah, I mean, you know. Hey, I, I wasn't terrible. watching for their quality. I'm just saying they make a lot of money. Oh and that's the bottom line for them. I guess so. So I guess this will, too. Now, back to the Will Smith thing. I'm like... I don't what Jason said. Like seriously, like I'm when I see a live action movie of a cartoon, I'm like they're just doing this for money. I don't mind it. Cool, they're gonna have you know some cool things, but I mean unless people Bryson and Regina Bell are live singing a whole new world, I don't <laughs> I don't really need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> right like those are the only live people that really made that joint come to life and other than that I can flip in the DVD or VHS actually we probably have around here and just be like yo I'm gonna watch the watch this carpet scene or just listen to the soundtrack with Regina Bell um, so you know what I mean I don't need to see I just don't need to see it but the uproar about the uproar about it like how are you that like I'm so like whatever about this movie, I don't even understand how people can get angry about this movie, right? Like <laughs> I'm like, okay, so the G D isn't blue. He's a black dude in a middle east or a brown dude, let me be clear, in the middle east ish country, right? Where are they again? I have, you know, I'm I'm not that huge an Aladdin guy, so Thank I can't. Thank you, neither am I. So yeah, let me be clear. That wasn't a movie either. I saw either. That wasn't a movie I flocked to the theater to see either. Because when it came out, I was kind of like, mm, is it Spider-Man? No. Then why am I watching this? I want to watch the X-Men at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. And that's it. Like, I wasn't down for this stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Lion King probably caught me by surprise, but that's it. Because it had a message, right? So, and everybody liked Lion King. Aladdin, I was like, okay, that's cool. Okay, goofy blue genie dude doing his thing. Crazy monkey guy. All right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> as long as Will Smith ain't playing the monkey, I guess I'm okay with it, right? But I don't I don't understand the uproar. I just, I just don't, other than the fact that these this is, you know, a mostly not white cast. Except for freaking, what's his name? That one dude that's always like that token white dude that's in the, all the other movies. Because you need a white dude to be in the movie. That guy. What's his name? Billy Magnuson. He was the he was a center of attention in Birth of a Dragon for no daggone reason, playing a character that probably didn't exist in real life. You know what I mean? So that's when I was gonna bring him up. He is in this movie. I don't know who he's playing because I, when I look at the cast, it has like a blank under it. So he's a minor character, but he's like the only black dude I see in this cast, like, at all whatsoever. So, 
I don't know. I'm very indifferent. I will not be watching this movie just because I don't watch remakes and I don't watch live actions of cartoons at often, um, unless it's like you know a comic book thing. So sounds like a good policy. All right, yeah. fellas. Well, I guess that's everything we need to talk about on this one because you know uh, it's about the time to start wrapping up some presents and all that good stuff. Um, so, do y'all have any dummies of the week? Okay, Connor, what do you got? Man, my dummies of the week are people who, you know, okay, you're not in the Christmas spirit, cool. But they're, I mean, people go on, speaking of social media, people go on crazy about, like, Christmas movies that are classics or just maybe they're just, you know, they're dated or whatever. And people just going in on all Christmas movies. I'm not just talking about, like, love, actually, which is, again, not a hill I want to die on at all because I can definitely understand how, you know, it's very male-centric. I get it. You know, you watch it from that perspective. You're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, the women characters are kind of obtuse and one-dimensional. But, you know, other movies, like, everybody's like, oh, it's a wonderful life. Oh, well, I mean, that's just old-timey. I'm like, no, man, watch it again. It's actually very, like, it can be actually relevant to this time. Um, you know, people with Christmas Carol, how do you hate on a Christmas Carol? Scrooge, the, you know, the Bill Murray joint. People hating on that for some reason. I'm like, wow, he was just, a, I mean, he was a dick. It's a culture of America. And I'm like, y'all taking this stuff too seriously. <laughs> what I have gathered is that all these people are just projecting their own crap on these movies because other people enjoy them. And, I'm, you know, you know what I'm not taking in 2008. Well, knowing that what I did not take into 2018, that I'm still not taking in 2019. Angry people who project their crap on other people. Now we're all talking about movies and stuff that people like, but if people didn't like them, then they would probably leave it alone. You know what I mean? Like if people are like, oh, this is great. Or, you know what? I like this movie. Or, you know what? Oh, it's that time of year. I can't wait. You know what I mean? Other people who have ugly souls, who made crappy life decisions, that decided to do whatever they wanted to do with their lives, and then it didn't work out so well, are hating on other people. And it's really annoying. And I'm just seeing it a lot more on social media now and right now during this Christmas season because their lives are very lonely. And... You know, that sucks for you. Go see counseling. Go find a friend. Go get a dog. Go make some cookies. Something. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I'll make some cookies. Look, I'm baking now, man. Like, come on. I'll make you some cookies. Just chill out. Why are you ruining it for everybody? It's just, you know, it's just another example of social media creates a platform for a lot of people and a lot of things. And, yeah, free. Cool. Everything's free. Everything's out there. But to use that freedom to be negative is always something that I'm always going to be against. So enjoy your Christmas movies, everyone. Don't let the haters, including love, actually, which I don't like for other reasons. Um, But, you know, just watch them. Do whatever you want to do. That's it. I have dummies of the week. I have dummies of the week, but I'm going to hold them because yours is perfectly Christmas uh, centric as we're heading into Christmas. So it makes sense. Mine no hold for next week. I endorse what you just said though. Uh, a couple of good movies. If you're in the mood to watch and explore Netflix, uh, the Christmas Chronicles is really, really good. Uh, Kurt Russell is in it. He plays Santa Claus and it is, it gave, gave me like an old school Christmas movie feel 
It's really funny. He's good as like a semi-modern Santa Claus. Like the only thing that kind of made me groan was fake news, which I hate hearing and everything now. But um, it's really good. It's it's funny. He's a Santa Claus. Two kids stole away on his sled, and and they've got to fix Christmas and make sure all the kids get their presents. Cute. Exactly the kind of Christmas movie I like to watch. Uh, another good one is The Princess Switch. Vanessa Hudgens does the uh, Parent Trap gimmick where she plays two characters. One is a duchess. The other is a uh, baker from Chicago. And it's cute. It's funny. Um, and it, that, that formula works when you have a performer, an actress who's able to pull off playing two characters. And Hudgens does a really good job of making her two characters different. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. You get a chance, check it out. Do not watch the holiday calendar. Uh, Jace will agree with me. It is a lame Christmas movie. But if you want something oh that's easy to digest, you can watch that one too. Because like Gunnar said, no need to be Grinches and Scrooges during this Christmas season. So, that said, thank you guys for coming in as always. Thank you all for listening. Hope you have a great Christmas. Uh, I hope that at least some of us will be back next week so we can go over our best of. But for now, ho, 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 this episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.